He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 49 is on page 400. O oh, hear ye this, all ye people, ponder it with your ears, all ye that dwell in the world. High and low, rich and poor, one with another. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse of understanding. I will incline mine ear to the parable, and show my dark speech upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when wickedness at my heels encompass me round about? There be some that put their trust in their goods, and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. But no man may deliver his brother, nor give a ransom unto God for him. For it cost more to redeem their souls, so that he must let that alone forever. That he shall live alway, and not see the grave. For he seeth that wise men also die and perish together, as well as the ignorant and foolish, and leave their riches for other. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever, and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another and call the lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, seeing he may be compared unto the beasts that perish. This their way is very foolishness, yet their posterity praises, praise their saying. They lie in the grave like sheep, death is their shepherd, and the righteous shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the sepulchre, and have no abiding. But God hath delivered my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Be, thou, be not thou afraid, though one be made rich, or if the glory of his house be increased. For he shall carry nothing away with him when he dieth, neither shall his pomp follow him. For while he lived, he counted himself an happy man, 
and so long as thou doest well unto thyself, men will speak good of thee. He shall follow the generation of his fathers, and shall never see light. Man that is in honor, but hath no understanding, is compared unto the beasts that perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It begins the 18th chapter of Exodus. Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zephorah, after he had sent her away, and her two sons, of whom one was named Gershom, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. And the other was named Eleazar, for he said, The God of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was camped at the mount of God. And he sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Then Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, and he bowed down and kissed him, and they asked each other of their welfare, and went into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had befallen them on the journey, and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced over all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel in delivering them from the hand of the Egyptians. So Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh, and who delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods. Indeed, it was proven when they dealt proudly against the people. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses, his father-in-law, before God. And it came about the next day that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood about Moses from the morning until the evening. Now when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge, and all the people stand about you from morning until evening. And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God, when they have a dispute, it comes to me. And I judge between a man and his neighbor, and make known the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out both yourself and these people who are with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me. I shall give you counsel, and God be with you. You be the people's representative before God, and you bring the disputes to God. Then teach them the statutes and the laws, and make known to them the way in which they are to walk, and the work they are to do. Furthermore, you shall select out of all the people able men who fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain, then you shall place these over them as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, and let them judge the people at all times, and let it be that every major dispute they bring to you, but every minor dispute they themselves will judge. 
<clears throat> so it will be easier for you and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure. All these people also will go to their place in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. And they judged the people at all times, the difficult dispute they would bring to Moses, but every minor dispute they themselves would judge. Then Moses bade his father-in-law farewell, and he went his way into his own land. Here ends the first lesson. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee, the goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee, the noble army of martyrs praise thee, the holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee, the Father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only Son, also the Holy Ghost the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ, thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God, in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints, in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine heritage. Govern them, and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here begins the sixth chapter, book of Hebrews. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation, though we speak in this manner. For God is not unjust to forget 
your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. <clears throat> For when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his, of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Here ends the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb, that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an ensample of godly life, give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit, and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, 
whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson today from Exodus, um, it gives a, a sort of picture of, a, of the witness, of this idea of witness that how Israel is to be a witness that um, Jethro and his sort of tribe of Midian, there are some Midianites who won't be very favorable to the Israelites, but Jethro and his tribe have heard what God did in, in uh, Egypt and have come to to acknowledge the, the power of the Lord. And, and this kind of stands in contrast to the previous chapter, the Amalekites, who um, stood in great opposition to, um, to Israel and saw the power of the Lord as a threat. And we should note here that, that you know, Jethro is very clearly still working in the understanding that, that there's like a God of each nation or each region or area and that the Lord has shown himself to be powerful by defeating the gods of the Egyptians and thereby showing himself to be superior. <clears throat> um, and this, this is an ancient view, but, uh, but of course, um, since we understand that there are spiritual forces governing, you know, life in general, um, God's triumph in life in our in our lives is, in fact, an evidence of the power of God over the various other other forces that govern human existence. Um, and there is this this point about delegation that that um, Jethro sees Moses doing everything, and for the sustainability of the operation, you know, teaches him to let go of things. This kind of harkens to the story in Acts where. Um, the apostles are overwhelmed by all the work and they decide to appoint the first set of deacons to administer some of the work that's going on, uh, which is uh, sort of, you know, a, a value we, we certainly have as a community of, of cultivating the gifts of everybody and um, really, you know, allowing it to be a communal work and not just uh, all the work done by somebody, which is usually a sign of an unhealthy church or organization. In our Hebrews lesson, again, we should, as we're reading through Hebrews, we have to understand that we're dealing with a situation in Hebrews in which the author is applying the narrative of Israel in the Exodus and the wilderness to these first century Jewish Christians, that just as Israel had been brought out of Egypt and then into the wilderness, a time of testing, so these first century Jewish Christians have experienced redemption in Christ and now are suffering in a period of testing because they're being ostracized from the society in which they were normally they, they were formerly a, a vibrant part. And uh, the point is that some of those who've, who've experienced redemption have have drifted back into away from Christ and back into the former way of life, just as many who came out of 
Egypt and the Exodus, uh, after it, we hit a little bit of hardship, uh, they were complaining about God. You know, we, you know, we want to go back to Egypt because, you know, it was nice there. Um, and so the idea of perseverance is that we have to persevere because that's, this is the experience of life. We're in the same narrative. We have moments we experience the power of God in palpable ways, but there's times there's called to persevere in the faith, in prayer, through, through the testing. And um, here we have a, a kind of contrast because the, the uh, Hebrews lesson talks about God's uh, two things upon which our, our hope is based, which is is God, God himself and his word, and then God's own oath swearing by himself to fulfill his word. That because God says it, it's going to happen. And we hold on to that hope. That is why we persevere through the, through the difficult times. We know that God is faithful. We know that God's going to do what he says. And we're going to continue to believe and trust him, even though we're in, in a difficult and dry time. This was evidenced in the Exodus because God told Moses, I'm going to bring you out of here and you worship me at this mountain. And this happening, you know, the Israelites have come out just as God said it would happen. We can contrast this a little bit with the psalm lesson where uh, the psalmist is meditating on the rich and, and those who, ha who do well in this world but don't love God. And they boast, it called lands after their own names, and they boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. And this is the, the contrast between trusting in God's word and trusting in the visible results right now. And the test comes when some of the visible results right now are not good, but we have, we're called to trust in the promise of God through that time and, and not give up in order to have immediate temporary, temporary relief. And that's basically the, the framework for the spiritual life, to hold on to God's promise, even when the evidence is to the contrary. That's God's will to, that's how our test is proven. That's how we, we persevere by holding on to that promise, even though uh, the visible evidence for seasons of time looks contrary to it, because we trust in God's word and God will do what he says he will do. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of this same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. 
for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Keith. It's good to be with all of you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kids. Take care. Thank you.